Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Murder Mystery. I'm your host, Jacob Latour, and here's a new murder mystery story I'd like to share with you. Joining this week's podcast will be Sarah Perry, Detective Herb Langton. He was the bloodstain pattern analyst. Alicia Wilcox, the footwear examiner on the case. And Chief Richard A. Pickett. He was a former homicide detective. We will be talking about the Crystal Perry murder that happened in Somerset County on May 12, 1994. The story was about a single mother named Crystal Perry and her 12-year-old daughter, Sarah. The murder happened on May the 12th. The young girl witnessed her mother's murder. That night, she heard a male voice and her mother arguing. She then heard a kitchen drawer open and what sounded like knives rattling. The little girl then heard stabbing sounds and then all of a sudden the sound stopped. She then fought up the courage to go see if her mother was okay. She was not, so the girl decided to run and try to find help at several houses until she ended up at a restaurant. And that's where she called 911. The police arrived at the scene and pronounced Crystal Perry dead. She was stabbed nearly 50 times. There were over 30 intact shoe prints from the murderer. The murderer also left behind blood splatter, semen, and passive blood drops. Their first suspects were her the ex-husband Thomas and his new girlfriend. They said they were with each other but their alibi was problematic because Tom's girlfriend Joanne had a run-in with Crystal before the murder. Joanne was jealous of Crystal so they were considered suspects. On the night of her murder Crystal's daughter Sarah thought she recognized the intruder. It was Crystal's boyfriend. She saw Dennis get angry with Crystal previously and one time he even threatened to kill her by pulling out a knife. Dennis offered to take a polygraph test to prove his innocence. He failed both times. Getting these results showed that he was directly involved in the murder that night, or he knew of what took place that night. He wore the same size shoe as that was found on the crime scene, but they cannot find the exact shoe at his home. Police asked for a blood sample, and in return, he asked that they come in the back door of his work to arrest him if they found out he did it. When his DNA was compared to that of the crime scene, it had not been a match, so they tested again, and it came back negative once again. The DNA from the crime scene was also compared to Thomas, her ex husband, Joanne, Thomas's girlfriend and several other suspects they all came back negative the dna from the crime scene was also compared to a database of known criminal offenders there was no match with that the case went cold the crime went unsolved for many years until dna evidence helped to solve the crime i interviewed sarah perry who's crystal's daughter I asked her what she remembered from that night her mother was murdered, and this was her response. I heard an argument between a man and a woman fighting. 
I woke up to the noise of my mother screaming no, no, in the most terrifying voice you can imagine. I opened my bedroom door but could not see anything. I heard a drawer open with silverware clanging against each other. Then I heard a repetitive banging noise, which I figured was someone killing someone with a knife. Then the screaming stopped. I came out of my bedroom and saw a body on the floor with lots of blood. It was my mother, and she was not moving. Sarah knew she had to get help. She tried the phone, but there was no dial tone. She ran half a mile to a neighbor's house, but no answer. She continued to run until she had gotten to a small restaurant, and she called for help to let the police know that her mother was bleeding all over the place and that someone killed her mother. When the police arrived, Crystal Perry was pronounced dead at the scene. I interviewed Detective Pickett. This is how the crime scene was described as. It was a horrific scene with Crystal Perry laying on the kitchen floor. Blood was everywhere, pools of blood, several footprints in the blood, and drops of blood. Did you have any idea, when you walked in, who could have committed such a horrific murder? We classified the crime scene as a crime of passion because of the overkill. Crystal Perry was stabbed over 50 times all over her body, which 99% of the time leads to someone who was known or a known acquaintance of the victim. Crystal had to know the killer was because there was no force entry so she had to have let him in. I interviewed Detective Herb Layton, the bloodstain pattern analysis, about the blood found on the crime scene and this is what he had to say. There were some clear blood droplets that were found on Crystal's exposed leg. When I examined it, the drops were consistent with a passive blood drop which were almost always perfect circular at the point of impact. This is a result of blood dripping down from the stationary source. Since the blood droplets were on Crystal's body, they could not have come from Crystal. This event happened after Crystal was clearly motionless. This is what Sergeant Christopher Harriman, homicide investigator, had to say about the scene. We determined that the killer must have been injured during the attack and his blood dripped onto Crystal after she had already died. There were also drops of blood that were found in the kitchen towards the sink away from the body. It appeared as if the killer went to the paper towel dispenser to grab a paper towel. Blood is like motor oil, very slippery. The killer had to have injured his hand and could have slipped down over the blade of the knife while he was stabbing Crystal and he injured himself. We knew that the killer's DNA, we just need to find a positive match. I spoke with Alicia Wilcox, the footprint examiner. I was wondering if there was any other evidence at the crime scene. This is what she had to say. There were several bloody shoe prints found at the crime scene, approximately 20 or more. We knew that they were not crystals because she was barefoot. The bloody shoe prints were tracked all over the kitchen floor. They were very clear quality. The detectives found a similar print shoe 
at a local store and they were called Oak Harbor shoes. So we knew the shoe type and size. Detectives had all the evidence to convict the murderer. They just needed a match. They could not link any major suspects to this case. All the plausible links and alibis that checked out, none of the biological evidence matched them either. So the case went cold. 12 years later, a positive match from a DNA sample, which a prisoner had to submit because he was jailed for six months in a main prison for weapons charge. This linked Michael Hutchinson to the horrific murder through the CODIS system. It matched his semen from Crystal Perry's autopsy. The court found him guilty of killing Crystal Perry on August 2, 2007 and was charged with first-degree murder and life in prison with no chance of parole. That's it for today. Thank you for tuning into my murder mystery. I'm Jacob Levator, and I'll see you next podcast.